Greetings, greetings, everyone. This is Griffin Gaming RPG, and welcome to the Soul Citizens. And uh, we're back again another Sunday evening. Hope everybody's doing good, taking care of yourself, being safe out there. And uh, we are joined today with a very, very special guest, um, a good friend of ours who's become a, a faithful follower of our group. He uh, don't pay attention to him. He knows who we're talking about. He's the one guy that's the lightest on the screen, so you'll know who it is. But it's Shiver Battery. Shiver, uh, why don't you say hi? Tell us a little bit about yourself. We're happy to have you on the show today, man. Uh, I, I'm Shiver Battery. Uh, I'm a recovering alcoholic. <laughs> Wait. Long I do show, stuff for. Yeah, yeah. I do stuff for Relay. I do a show on the base. And for those of you who are, might know me from somewhere else, I also do VTM stuff, which is very, very different. Thank you for having wait, me. I'm wait. very pleased to be here. Wait, wait. What is this VTM thing that you speak of? It's, it's an attempt at doing a horror TTRPG that ends up being horrifically funny. <laughs> Vampire the Masquerade. Oh yeah, that's right. That's awesome. We, we were doing comedy. We were doing a show the other day. What tell, tell people uh, the time got... of day you do it. Tell tell folks when you do it. Oh god, now I've got to do maths. <laughs> maths wasn't part of the deal, man. Just do UTC. UTC is all is fine. That, that's UTC. maths. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who don't know, Shiver is in Japan, so he's trying to make it easy on us folks, especially in the U.S. But uh, what, what, just go ahead and say whatever time it is. We'll figure it out. I, I think I it works out as oh. Friday, Saturdays, half past midnight, UTC, over on twitch.tv slash Shiver underscore Bathory. It's around 7.30 Eastern on Friday. 7.30 Eastern in the U.S. Okay, cool. Awesome. So Thank you, Miss Hutz. It's Friday, Saturday, 6.30 CDT. What's uh, CDT? That's Central Time. That's where I'm at. That's Central oh. for us. Those, those folks ah. in the Midwest in the U.S. use CT time. Yeah, so I was still correct. Best cards on the East Coast, so he and, uh, he and, he and, uh, and our good friend Kimmy, uh, they hold down the East Coast here in the U.S. for us. Well, thanks again, Shiver, for having you on. We're really uh, glad to have you on. I've been excited for awesome. the show. Thank you for having me. It's, it's a genuine privilege to be here. And let's jump over to our good friend, Kimmy. We haven't seen Kimmy in a couple of weeks, but he's back. He's been busy as always and always dressed down to the nines. Actually, I got to give it to both Shiver and Fast and, uh, and Kimmy. They both outdid. You've noticed me and Fastcart. We're just plain black shirts today. I don't know what's going on. But anyway, Kimmy, tell everybody a little bit about you, man. Oh, man. Just a uh, big fan of the game, guys. I mean, without question, big Big fan of uh, seeing them make these tech hurdles, sticking to the narrative of what the concept was from the beginning, and just seeing that progress and seeing seeing this company mature and become this big badass makers of the BDSSE. Literally, um, let me let me, journey, let me let me jump yeah, in for a minute to show you how dedicated Kimmy is. Not only is he dressed to the nines. But he didn't talk about himself. What did he talk about, Fast Cart? Did you notice, Shiver, what he talked about? I tried to get him to talk about him, 
This guy's mind is 24-7 star citizen, okay? All right. No, no, no. That's cool, dude, because that's you, and that's why you're great to have on the show. But that's how much he loves this game. You know, I'll put the plug in for him. Kimmy65 on Twitch. You guys check him out. He does a lot of detailed stuff on his show. He's kind of on at different times, mostly in the evening, right, Kimmy, most of the time? That's correct. Okay. That's correct. But definitely check him out. Throw something in Twitch chat so people can follow you. Yeah. Throw throw it in there, Kimmy. Put folks in there so they know what you are. All right. And above him, we have our good friend over in the left corner, Mr. Fast Card. Fast Card. Tell us about you, brother. Yeah, you mentioned that we both wearing black shirts. I couldn't wear reds because I wanted to last longer than 15 minutes. But uh, yes, I'm Fast Card. Yes, you're right. Got got me in already. I'm Fast Card, also known as FC. Sometimes on Relay, I'm on this show. And I, I miss Hutch Show, AD Show on Tuesdays. And yes. sometimes, well, you can see me in chat most of the time on BTM with Silver on Friday at 7 30 Eastern. Did I miss anything? Oh, yeah, I was on the After Park last night. And that video is up on YouTube right now. So you want to check, check me out there. I didn't talk too much that time, but it's still, it's still fun to show. It's still fun to show. I'm glad Carl had me on. Awesome. And yes, I do, love the, I do love the community too. Don't get me wrong. Oh. Yes, we know you do. I've just been notified by Ops Chief that my beeping for my Discord is beeping through. Um, and I don't want to block you guys' video. What's the shortcut in Discord to go to disable, you know, the background noise? Anybody remember? Oh, stream, streamer mode? Yeah. Do you remember what it is? Uh, I don't want to black you guys out, but it looks like I'm going to have to do it in order to get it quiet in here. So give me one hot second. All right. Bear with us, folks. All right. There we that go. That wasn't too bad. Well, I just went to voice activity. Make it right. easy. I just didn't want to hear people hear my family screaming in the background. So, anyway. All right. Oh, gosh. My, <laughs> we just my lost Kimmy. Is... <laughs> we just lost Kimmy. Oh, my God. There he is. I'm back. Okay. Yeah. No problem. All right. So, listen, guys, today, our subject today is going to be on exploration. And, uh, one of the things I shared with the guys earlier, and this is kind of something we can toss around a little bit uh, in regard to exploration. If some of us who were brought around a long time ago remember that CIG actually put out a survey to the community asking what careers okay. that they feel that they would really want to get into the most. And believe it or not, the one that got the biggest amount of votes was exploration. Not mining, not dogfighting, not piracy, but yeah, believe it or not, it was exploration. And yeah. so... Um, yeah, we want to get some feedback and some thoughts on that. And each one of our our panelists today, our hosts here today, just going to talk a little bit about what they feel about exploration and maybe why they feel that the community uh, responded that way. So, Shiver, since you're the sharpest-looking guy in the room right now, I'm going to start with you. <laughs> Put the heat on the guy who's the special guest. It just Any thoughts you have in relation to exploration and, you know, that thing, too? In your average MMO, exploration consists of holding W, going somewhere, usually a cave or a bit of platform work, which is a nightmare, absolute nightmare in an MMO. It really is. It's one of the worst ideas in an MMO is platforming. And then, oh, I've got an achievement for doing this thing that probably everyone else in the game has done also. Hurrah. Exploration in Star Citizen will hopefully consist of actual exploration, going into an unknown system 
maybe there's going to be relics or an abandoned space station or something like that that's going to be interesting and it's going to have its own story to tell that you don't just get thrown at you with a text box you have to actually investigate the thing uh, a fantasy of mine which would probably never happen would be something like you can recreate alien you know you, you find this egg and for some reason you stick your face over the egg because you think that's a good idea one of your crew members gets it on their face and you, you've got to deal with this slobbering towering psychopathic monster that's just suddenly burst out of someone's chest and deal with that mm. or something hello, like that hello my baby hello my darling <laughs> perfect something like that where it's an actual a, a real pve your the actual environment is out to kill you there is this monster or the environment itself is lethal and it adds actual exploration to it where it's as opposed to just oh i found this thing achievement unlocked and mm. it's uh, it's essentially just an empty shell hold w walk around and like oh i suppose i can put together what's here whereas they will actually put in a story for you to investigate there will be something interesting there hopefully yeah you know that's a great point shiver i was just thinking about there were times early in the game when we first were going to the moons and <clears throat> i would land someplace at night right and i would often say to myself <clears throat> you know there's a certain level of security i have being there because i know more than likely i'm the only person there um but the idea of coming off a ship and seeing something or hearing something and not knowing whether it's you know something that's tame and not going to bother me or something that will attack me um and and also <clears throat> one of the things i appreciate about the way they design the layout a lot of games that people play now, particularly FPS games, right? All you have to do is spend enough time in them, and you basically get to know the map, the layout of the land. And it gives you an advantage when it comes to playing those games. You can land on any of those moons and planets. I don't care how many rocks you think you've memorized. You cannot necessarily find your bearings. So it kind of keeps the, the playing field, you know, level for people. Uh, that'll be, you know, going into these different caves, mines. I mean, some of the caves, yeah, you kind of somewhat memorize them. But, oh, my God, I've gone in caves many a time and still gotten turned around, you know. So, for me, that keeps an exploration attitude about it and not just something that if I do it enough, I can run through this thing very quickly and, boom, you know, it's no longer a challenge to me. Kimmy, what about you? What about exploration? Anything, your thoughts on it? Well, yes. I'm going to – what I'm going to do, I'm going to compile what you guys mentioned and put it into a narrative. Uh, as Shiver mentioned, that it's about um, – what happens once you get there and as you said uh griff it's going to those locations and so when we dial it back and look at the essence of what it is you go back and you can relate back to the old D, &D style of gaming where your mind is being entertained with these stories and these faraway places and about travel and now let me take it forward cr and SIG is offering this opportunity through its tech to actually literally, as you're all together, to be able to travel to this, this unique destination together. And then this story unfolds together uh, right before you as one group. And you're seeing this, this take place and it, it happens in real time. And you have the potential to deal with these different layers and levels and these, uh, these um, interconnected situations that then is going to call upon uh, one person doing something, that other person doing something, but then everyone is taking in that experience all together, whereas it used to be with the D&D, &D, each person has their interpretation. Now it's in your face, real time, 
and you have this this level of fidelity and immersion that's going to really pull you into that experience together. And so those choices that you make will affect the group as a whole. Mm-hmm. And so that's the thing that we're looking at as far as exploration, uh, discovering that unknown and really experiencing it together as as uh, collectively as a group. And I think that's one of the, the, the very um, unique things that SIG is offering and that they can deliver on. And I think that's why, that's part of why we're here. This is part of why exploration is so, so uh, popular with, uh, with the community as a whole, because man, with what we've seen now, and now you're talking about, you have the tech to, to actually back all this up. It's going to be simply amazing. And it possibly funny, possibly dramatic. I mean, shocking possibly, but you, you, you have that potential that each time you go out, whether you, there's no win or lose, it's the experience. So I think collectively, that's why this is so, so really cool. You know something, Kimmy, to your point, um, and, and for those of you who don't know, Kimmy's a real big lore person. I mean, he knows a lot of the, the backstories and everything. And I think that in some ways, this is also the difficulty for the community, because to be honest with you, we've been starved for, for, for I would say over a decade, from games that have had a storyline that's so compelling that it makes you want to continually come back and also retain the information. And to your point, it's just like making a good science fiction movie, right? You can have all the green screen and technology, but if the story is not good, you've got a problem. And so I think that the fact that, as you mentioned, there's these different layers, not just the fact that everything looks beautiful, but if you don't happen to know that on, I'm just picking a name, Omega-3, that there's a 12-headed monster there waiting, right? And you just decide to go because you decided not to look into lore or do any background on the destination, you're going to be a victim, right? But the person who has done that homework now is prepared to take that journey and, like you said, experience it as a group, which is something I think that a lot of people are still missing out on that lore thing. I know sometimes it seems a little bit, you know, reading and boring, but ultimately that's going to be the thing that's going to really advance you further, you know, in the universe. Yeah, Yeah, thanks. Fast Card, what about you? What about exploration? Because you've been around for a while. You remember back in the day when uh, they talked about this. What's happening? Yeah, first, uh, before before we get to that, as soon as as soon as Kimmy said said uh, said said fidelity, I, it was a, it was like a Pavlov response. I, I wanted I wanted to reach some reach down for something to drink. Have your shot glass real good. But yeah, so, so yeah, um, one of the reasons I, I I'm I'm in the game is for exploration, but I'm also in for marketing and and, um, and manufacturing. So yeah, but I, but exploration is like for me like I. That's how I'm gonna find find my my materials to manufacture the, the goods that, that I want to sell. Mm-hmm. And and I think for a lot of people, it's like you, you, you were hinting at. Like people have their Firefly fantasy, people have their Star Trek fantasy, people have their Star Wars fantasy, and they want to um, implement that in some way into Star Citizen. And that's the hope. And I think I hope I'm pretty sure on some level. Everyone will be pleased, hopefully, but um, we'll, we'll have to see. But yes, I so I have a um, I don't know if I'm gonna get to ship now, but I have a, I have a, I have a conversation with Akira, but I almost got to kill it, but it jumped in size before I before I got to, to get it, so I don't have to kill it, but that's fine. It's yeah. probably too much ship for me at this point, yeah. But yeah. uh, the, the Akira, and I have a C15P. And Mustang Beta, also known as the Bangstein. So yeah, I'm I'm all exploration ready. 
Jimmy, what about you? What exploration ships you got? Wow. Um, definitely the carrot, right? Uh, I had at some point the Aquila and Terrapin. I got to mm -hmm. add the Terrapin in there. It's mm -hmm. the Pathfinder. Yep. Uh, it's one of the ships that was mentioned in the most recent uh, lore, uh, Ortani system, uh, where they're currently, up to this day, they're, they're, they're uh, trying to get radar scans on this system to open up again because of decaying jump points. So, but yeah, um, Terrapin, um, Carrick, uh, I think that's the main two that I have as far as uh, exploration is concerned because of the fact that the anvil is like the quintessential exploration ship and it's all about uh having that team having that those squad members on that ship and and getting into that experience and it's bang for the buck it has the it has its rover and and, and has the pisces with it so it gives you that multi-role uh aspect of it so that's why i'm going to keep it even though as uh, Fast Card alluded, it is, when it finally dropped, I mean, finally dropped, it was like, whoa, mama, this is a load. <laughs> she was a load. But, you know, at the same time, you want to, uh, it's, it's about working as a team and having that experience together. And so it is the Carrick for me. Uh, whether, regardless of people saying it's, it's too fat for the, for the hanger and it can't get out of the hanger, I'm sticking with it, but that's going to be my ship. <laughs> what about you? Any exploration ships? No surprises. I've got the Carrick and the Terrapin also. Mm. I bought the uh, exploration pack when they put that on offer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Great I deal. have so many ships. I don't remember <laughs> if any others are dedicated for exploration. <laughs> what other ships are in the exploration pack? Yeah. Uh, the Dragonfly. Yeah. Uh -huh. There's yeah. something else though. There's four of them. Yeah. I can't remember what the other. Is. Oh, is it mm -hmm. one of the rovers? Maybe I'm the the. the what yeah, is it? A freelancer. The, the tumbles rather. There's, there's some. It, maybe it's the dirt. There's something else that's in the original exploration pack. There's exploration and there's mega exploration. Um, I only got the yeah. El Cheapo. Did you get yours earlier, <laughs> Shiver? Did you or did you get it on this last no. run? No, I got it on the last run, I believe. I, well, I, I think it was on the last. I got it with the lifetime insurance. Okay. I, I, yes. I try not to look back at dates, and then okay. because yeah. it says how much money I've spent yeah. total, and then I, oh, if my that. wife sees that, yeah. Well, the reason why I'm asking is because a lot of you guys may know that the prices also went up when the carrot came wow. out on yeah. all the exploration packages, and the mega exploration packs jumped up to like eleven hundred bucks, and so you know there's a it, there's a big price window there now for getting into exploration. Um, and you know it is interesting that um, the Carrick, I think, was the Carrick three fifty or something beforehand. Then it jumped up to like five hundred. Mm -hmm. So there was some definite increases in this area of exploration. Uh, Kimmy, I want to focus back on something you hit, and then we're going to start talking yes. about the ships. And and I thought you brought up a real valid point or interesting point. Um, a lot of times I hear a lot of people, and there's a little bit of frustration when people want to play the game solo. And and I get it. Because obviously yeah. there are times when we do want to explore on our own. We want to do things. We want to, you know, we have our own game plan, yeah. right? We want to make yes. our own money per se, right? Yes. We don't necessarily have to yes. share. But but I also look at the fact that I still feel that over the last decade or maybe a little bit more, we've become very centrally focused in how we play. I remember playing games like uh, Battlefield and uh, even Star Wars Battlefront. And even though those games are supposed to be designed for group play, it's like everybody gets in there and just does what they want to do. You know, there's still no coordination. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
the first time we got on uh, a, 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 a constellation, first time I got on a carrot with some people who were into really those ships, people seemed to drop right into this aspect of working together collectively. It wasn't like this; each person was doing their own thing, right? Uh, some yes. people knew to man a turret. Somebody else knew to sit in a co-pilot seat, a pilot seat. Um, and I think as those roles get more defined, I think people will start shifting to seeing that each of those roles is important. I know for me, yeah. I have no problem. I mean, I, I own a lot of ships, but I have no problem being an engineer. Really, I don't. I, I would not have a problem with being back there changing components or, or working security on a ship uh, because I can see how all those things are important. You know, and I know there's some people yes. who want to fly all the time or want to command all the time, and that's cool. But I think, as you mentioned, Chris is kind of creating this thing where every part is important. And that's why there's maybe more multi-crew exploration ships than there are singular person, you know, exploration ships. I thought that was a real good point that you brought out. Um, so listen, let's jump into it, guys. We're going to start talking about these ships because that's what the show is about, our ship, 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 ships. And the first one that we're going to look at is one of the original exploration ships that was produced by a company that, I guess to a certain degree, it almost seems kind of ludicrous. Look at Kimmy, he's grinning already, <laughs> that the luxury company puts out oh, yeah. an exploration ship. And, and uh, Fast Car, talk about this one a little bit, because you said you own this one, the 315. Yeah, so it's 315 period. Um, the, the, it, had, it had a, a, a remake recently, and it was redone, but um, I, 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 I didn't have it, to put it this way, let me restart. Very beginning, when I first back for Star Citizen 2014, I bought a 315P and some Hornet variation, I believe. But I lost that, lost both of those, and got a physical package. But my very first ship was, was a 315P. Fast forward to the recently um, redone, I, 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 I upgraded one of my feeder bikes. I have a, the, the, the range package, the three pack. Upgraded one of those into the 315P again, and I added a coffee maker and a one of the other um, utility things. But you tricked so, it out, huh? Yeah. <laughs> uh, just, just two things. Just, just two, two things. Okay. I, 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 didn't, I, didn't, I didn't bother with the weapons, I don't believe, or any other, other stuff. Just, just the Imperial stuff. But I, you know, I, I kicked it out, looked inside, and yeah, the, 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 the Imperial is really well, well done now. And yeah, I like it. <laughs> you know, one of the things about this ship is that it was different with the other uh, 300 series is that they has it has the ability to have a tractor beam on it. And it also has a long-range, uh, it's a long-range exploration uh, computer or something. There's something else in this particular ship that uh, makes it for exploration. I don't know if it's more long-range or the scanning. I think it's the scanning pack in here is good for for scanning and exploration. Uh, so that is one of the things that's very different about this ship. And it is a solo ship. It's designed for one person to be able to go out. So, um, Kimmy, you grinned when we first showed the 315. What was on your mind when you well, when you saw it? Well, just just in general, just overall that, uh, you know, and some of the things that you guys mentioned that uh, people want to have that single player experience. You know, it's nothing wrong with that. People have grown up with single player and that's their way. And also, Chris, I, I give give Sig the credit for respecting that with players. But then also, I think with the community and this is this is what I love about you guys. You've embraced people, you've welcomed people, and this helps to bring people out of their shell. And that's amazing about that with you guys. And, but at the same time, 
uh, SIG is saying, that's fine. You can do the single player. We have that available for you and do that. But don't go crying to Bombo when you get to these planets and you realize mm. that there's aspects of this planet that will force you to say you need someone. You, you got to have someone with you because there are going to be predators. There's going to be life forms that say to, that, that's come to you Bad and worms. say, you're lunch. <laughs> you're literally lunch. Now go ahead and do the death of the spaceman. I'll see you again. <laughs> but, 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 um, with the aspects of, of opening up the game and playing it and you're wanting to, to talk to people in these locations and these places, these MMO uh, spots of like landing, uh, uh, the, 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 the planet side places, and you can start interacting with people. It, it will help you to open up and then say, Hey, I had a, I had fun with this person, but wait a minute. We're next tomorrow. We're going to, we're going to go into a carrot and we're going to go here and we're going to go there. And now you're then they're going to start thinking back and say, you know what? I'm going to turn that 315 into a cargo ship just yeah. to keep the, my bottom line up because now I found someone that I can actually play with and enjoy this experience. And now they know other people. And now that we have these other roles, as you mentioned, Griff, that I'll just be engineer because I want to protect these guys. I want to take care of them. I'm better at FPS, but I'll learn the engineering. I'll learn navigation, but I want to protect these guys for the unknown that's out there. And doesn't that fit into the narrative of what uh, sci-fi is all about, the unknown? Yeah, definitely. May I interrupt real quick? Sure, go ahead, <laughs> So, yeah, I was looking at the classification uh, page, and it said it had the tractor beam and long-range engines. Yeah, long-range engines. That was the other side. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Good. Yeah, and I looked the... up the uh, go ahead, guys. Go ahead. Uh, I'm sorry to interrupt. I did look up the the exploration pack, and, yeah, uh, as Shiv said, there's the, uh, the dragonfly there, the terrapin. We also have the cyclone tumbrel, which is a reconnaissance ship, mm -hmm. reconnaissance. Reconnaissance, yeah. where it does the long-range radar, and it's fast. Mm -hmm. But imagine getting in that that rover and scanning the area, the unknown. Mm -hmm. uh, also, um, it had the Dur in that ship, there along with go. the Carrick. There we go. Awesome. Oh, freelancer Dur? Yeah, look I at that. So. Huh? How about yeah. a surprise, surprise? Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> surprise, surprise. That means Hello, you've been in the shit. game way too long. When you've forgotten how many ships you have, you've been in the right? game way too long. Way too long. And you got a shirt, Shiv. <laughs> Anvil Manufacturer shirt, twenty nine forty nine. There you go. Ah, Shiver, any thoughts about the 315? I just love the look of the Origin ships. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It, it was nice because, as you say, certainly at the time, anyway, it was the only solo exploration ship. Uh, we do now have the Mustang Beta. It's to be decided which is going to be better for, for the solo. Mm -hmm. uh, but there was, I think there was a law post that involved um, just a solo guy himself. The name escapes me, but he found the wormhole solo. Mm -hmm. So you know, solo exploration is a viable thing, mm -hmm. hopefully. It is, it is something that CIG are going to cater for, as Kemi has said. But Nick Crochard, at the end of the saying, day... Um... I'm Crochard. sorry, Nick Crochard? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's, thank you, mm -hmm. and thank you, Dirk C, as well, yeah, yeah. Uh, but at, at the end of the day, you know, a, a 315P, a Mustang Beta, is not going to compete with at least the range and longevity of a Carrack. The Carrack is the thing that's going to be your Enterprise D, that's going to be out there exploring strange new worlds and getting itself I mean, in trouble every week. 
I mean, you can almost fit a, a Mustang or a 315P inside the Carrack. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the Carrack is almost a mobile base. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things, too, all these ships that we're talking about, too, all have the capability for you to log out in them. So sure. when you are out, you know, and I, I remember in Eve, that was one of the frustrations was you always had to come back to a base, you know, but here you go. Now, if you're out there, wherever you're at, if, you know, it's time to go eat dinner. You can literally <laughs> log out in your bed and you'll be okay and continue your journey. So, yeah, 315, beautiful, beautiful ship. Um, uh, yeah. Real quick. The, the also, I believe there's a Reliant exploration, right? or at the least sin. a planning version. There's also Reliant for exploration too. I believe it's a Sin, so that, that's a possibility also. And that's a two-seater. Which ship is? The, the, the Reliant Sin. The Reliant yeah. Sin. It has a scanning suite to it. The Reliant Sin? How could, so. how, could, how could I have missed that? Because the Tana is the... Is I don't. Uh, I, I must. I don't know what fighting, I was thinking about. That Mako. I. I must have missed it or something. I don't know what Mako I was thinking about. Mako is the news about. van. I, I, I believe. I believe when they first when they first were talking about it, it was a combination exploration and science. But I think they, they might have moved on to just science. Now. Shiver, my two co-hosts aren't paying attention to what's on the screen. Could you tell them what that is on the screen? <laughs> <laughs> Currently, Griff is displaying the Reliant. As we speak. <laughs> okay, so there's the sin. Um, and, and by the way, I got to put a plug out. Uh, many of these videos that you're going to see now are put out by a guy on YouTube called Ship Tour. If you've never seen them, he always does a very nice outline, interior and exterior of all ships. And you'll see a link come up for him. But very he's nice. on YouTube, Ship Tour. He's done it for every ship in Star Citizen. And he does a really, really great job. Um, so uh, I'll talk about this one a little bit. Then you guys can jump in. Uh, Fastcart opened mm -hmm. up about it. The Sin, there were four ships within the Reliance series. I recently, out of all these years, kept calling it the Reliant Core. I don't know why. I didn't know it was called Core. <laughs> that is the actual name for it. Uh, <laughs> Shiver's like, really? <laughs> it's the Core. And then there is the Sin, which is the research science exploration version, which is what we're looking at now. And then there is the Mako. And the Tana. The Mako is the news van, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And the Tana is the fighter. Um, I recently bought this ship because it was the only exploration ship I didn't have. And the reason why I decided to buy it, uh, other than the fact that it has its own exploration area in the back, is that it is a two-person ship. And if I wanted to do something with one other person, I thought this ship would be great to have. Uh, price point. Some people might think it's a little pricey for what it is. I think all the Reliance are a little high, but uh, it's a unique ship. It's very different. Uh, they did, as you guys know, did a remake, a remake on this just recently, a rework, I should say, and they boosted it with uh, both the shielding, the hull, and also an additional weapon as well. It's in the height, yeah. It's a lot. It's very nice inside. Uh, it has two beds in it, believe it or not. Uh, there's no cargo area in this one, though. And again, as I mentioned, it has a scanning station in the rear. Um, anybody want to toss any thoughts in about a ship like that? Yeah, fast car. Yeah, I, 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 I like the design of it specifically because it reminds me of the B-Wing from, from the Star Wars. Mm. Excellent. So, that's, that's what, what popped in my mind immediately when I first, when I first started in contact. Mm -hmm. And um, we also had in the 2012 or 2013 Citizen Con, it had a, a red ship. 
that were vertical, like 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 this one yeah, is, but it yeah. was um, it, I, I don't I don't know if that's it was a concept for a different race now, or they're gonna reuse that somehow. But the, I think that ship became this the ship. ship. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah this cool. is borrowed from the Xion technology. And, and and again, we haven't completely figured out what's going to be so special about this particular group of ships. Uh, I know we keep hearing that, Kimmy. You know, we talk about the Xi'an, you know, helping them design and develop these ships. But I know that, you know, they haven't completely given all the ships that are supposed to have a certain edge to them. All of that stuff has not necessarily been built in yet. So it'll be interesting to see how this one turns. Um, I remember the first time I flew one of these, I was going to do a like a knucklehead. I decided to take one of these to go do a bunker mission. This is before the rework and I was flying in and I said, this thing is nice and narrow and thin. You know, I'll be able to get in pretty close. It hit me one time, spun me around and I rolled on the ground about 15 <laughs> times. Seriously. I came, yeah, it's like, I, it's very fragile, I came to rest upside down in the ship. It didn't get blown up, but it was ruined. I couldn't restart it or anything. So it couldn't take any punishment back at that time. Um, some people have talked about the ship being, you have to be careful flying it too because of the profile. Because even though it's narrow in one direction, it's wide in another direction. <laughs> so, exactly. I'd be just coming yeah. come from the top and, yeah. and again for it. Let me chime in on that, guys. And I think what I said earlier, it, it's based on the Xi'an technology. And when you look at the Xi'an Scout, one of the aspects of this particular style ship was that it has an advantage on six degrees of freedom in space. Uh, that, that type of... Uh, uh, being able to strafe left, right without a lot of uh, taking a lot of gravity hits or, or, or G-forces. Um, so that's yet to be done, but I would imagine that because it's borrowed from the Xi'an technology, it will lend to that, that advantage as far as uh, that flight mode advantage of the six degrees of freedom. So look for that as uh, a way to say, well, this is what makes this uh, ship stand out. Uh, because it, 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 they just recently upgraded the firepower, but imagine being able to take an opponent up into the outer atmosphere and using the advantage of six degrees of freedom to either escape or disable that other ship so that you can get away. So look for that uh, later on for them, for SIG to, to stick to that narrative of why this ship is unique from the others based on six degrees of freedom. So. I think then I'll be ready. To, well, I do have the Centak Ya, which mm -hmm. was the fighter equivalent to the Xi'an uh, 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 Scout. Um, so that was the thing that makes it stand out as well. But the, these other functions and vari variants are really cool. If I had to go back and pick one, it would be the Tana. But but I do like the Sin for that aspect of exploration, and you don't have to have a, a huge complimentary crew to work it. Mm -hmm. Unlike the, the wake-up call we got from the carrot. Right. That was a wake-up call, man. As far as it comes to like, the pronunciation of separate, like a core versus core and the like you are and wicked the way can you pronounce it, I have no idea how to pronounce it. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but um, it's, uh, I heard Chris one time say on one of the letters or something like that, or one of the interviews that he, he likes it when, when the community not really argue, but have different different pronunciations for for ship because I mean that's how it's gonna be inside the in the universe. You know, different people are gonna pronounce things differently. So he he's all for that. So pronounce it however you like. Yeah, and some of us I can't read Sherry Hyde. Yeah, really. <laughs> I I'll tell you where I heard it from because I always thought it was core. Honestly, I did. 
Uh, but when I went back to look at the rework video and they call all four of the ships, the woman in the commercial called it the Corey. That was the only way I heard uh, that. So, you know, just like uh, Aegis, Aegis, you know, take your pick, you know, tomato, exactly. tomato, right? Yeah. So go for it. Um, but yeah, beautiful ship. Dirk, you mentioned in here that this is a science ship, and you're absolutely right. It is considered a science research ship. And, but we still threw it into the area of exploration. Um, yeah. and, and some people would even argue that maybe the Endeavor would fall into that aspect of exploration, too. Uh, because oh, it is a truly. science research vessel. So I think that because there's an aspect of, you know, if it, yeah, you're doing science and research on it, but you're not doing it while you're sitting at your base. You know, you're doing it because you're going out somewhere and hopefully coming across things, and that's causing you to do the research in science. So I, that might be why we decided to kind of throw it in and lump it in with, with Explore. But it's not necessarily truly, per se, an exploration ship, but we, we get your point there with that. And Gaz, I also agree with you. Hopefully the co-pilot won't fly out in space when they change seats. I agree with you 100%. Um, let's go to the next ship. Uh, and this is the one that Shiver got excited about because he didn't realize he owned one. Uh, <laughs> that's the Freelancer Durr. Um, Freelancer, a little background on those. Those are some of the original early ships. And again, we saw these get a remake as well. And a lot of people bought the Dur. A lot, a lot of people bought this one even more than the regular Freelancer, which I was surprised about. Um, let's see. I'm going to go to Shiver this time on this one, the Dur, because there are four of these Freelancers. Can you tell us what the four Freelancers are and maybe talk a little bit about it? Uh, there's Freelancer Max, which is the one that's got a big booty. Uh, Freelancer, Dur, this one. I forget the name of the other two. Uh, Miss, uh, Miss, right? Was... The Missiles, Miss. That's, that's another boat. one I bloody own. Boat. Yeah. <laughs> You've been in the game too man. long, you, you forget your ships. Hey, listen, yeah. forget them and send them my way. Gift them my way since you're forgetting about them. So. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was just He's a standard freelancer after that. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. Which is, you know, the jack of all trades within the freelancer capabilities because yeah. the freelancer is essentially a transport vessel. Mm -hmm. So the freelancer, duh, I would imagine, you know, out for exploration, but then you find some great treasure, you can just hurl it in the boot, mm -hmm. get going, sell your booty. Uh, They're says, lovely ships. Yeah, it says a unique design. If you guys sorry. notice in the back, there are actually four nacelles on this ship versus two, and those other it's two nimble. are for fuel, so it has much longer range than any of the other Freelancer series ships. Those You can see the nacelles up there to the left and right. Um, and it is a beautiful ship. I think they did a really good job on the rework. I know there are a lot of people who like the original design. Some of you remember there was a ladder that you came in in the front near the landing leg and used to come up in the cockpit. Um, but uh, and, I, and I thought that was a cool way too. It kind of reminded me a little bit of Lost in Space and stuff. But uh, I think they did a great, great job on this one. Fast card, any thoughts on this particular one, the Dur? Yeah, and don't forget the 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 club that they have on on the front of it. Yeah, those are features too that on 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 the other. Oh yeah, yep, yep, yep. Call those the opi. Yeah. But yeah, that I I actually owned a freelancer mesh in my eye. But yeah, I did because I I wanted a missile boat because I had a missile boat in the Star Star Wars video game. I wanted to kind of recreate that and and so I said it to him. But for for the I thought about getting it. If I do get it, I'll probably get it inside the universe. I'll probably get um make make enough currency and and buy buy it outright and But I don't think I'm gonna buy it using cash. But it is a lovely ship. I do like it. Kimmy, any thoughts? 
Is that me? Yeah. I'm just listening to you guys. I'm loving this, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm all in, man. But yeah, I mean, this is, this is the narrative of, do you want a limited size? And if so, this is what we'll provide you. But beyond that, this ship is not to be trifled with. It's not a pushover in regards to it. It gives you the right complement of weapons that will allow you to to, to, to take care of yourself. And the engines, are, are I think they, they give a, a good complement to the ship and what it can do. It can really, it can haul ass, you know. As, as Ship says, it's got a big ass, it can haul ass. Mm -hmm. But, uh, but it, it, it gives you um, control in the sense that things are, are not getting beyond your scope of things. So basically the two to three complementary um, crew members, you're able to do things in a precise way. And it's a little more intimate. But at the end of the day, I think it's value. It's it's bang for buck. It, it, it says it's not over the top. It's like, I really want to invest in this game, but I don't want to get crazy with it. And right. it gives you the ability to do other things other than just the exploration, but it's there, it's 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 laid into, it's baked in on, on that capability, but you're you, it's also versatile. So this is, I think, it's it's the quintessential space truck. Mm -hmm. This is retrofitted to do uh, further exploration or um, looking for anomalies out there because it has the radar suite to it. But yeah, this is a sweet spot for for backers who said I'm in, but I'm not going to go way over the top, you mm -hmm. know. And uh, it's great value. It's great, great value. And I, I see why a lot of backers love this ship. Multi-multi point. Uh, like that, like I said, I had the three fifteen P and the Mustang Beta, but the Dirt is really tempting to me because you know it has bigger cargo, it can go farther, like Kimmy said. So and like I am, I am, um, you know, juggling, not juggling, but you know, the, the, the choice between them. Like I can either melt melt those two and get a and get a Dirt, or I can just keep those and do, do, do whatever. But it, I mean, it comes down to when. Like as the game get closer to release, I want to see how these specifications and the and exploration really pans out, and then maybe I can make a, a more informed decision about that. And and I do want to point out too, just so you guys will know. I mean, most of you who are in the game know this already, but if you're new to it, uh, these ships are basically moving up step by step by step from entry level and working your way up. I don't I don't even call it 315 entry level because it's more of a solo ship. But as you mentioned, Kimmy, once you get to the Dur. Uh, you definitely have moved into the multiplayer side of exploration. Yeah. This ship has, um, like all freelancers, there are four seats in the cockpit, a co-pilot pilot. They've never really designated what the other two positions are in the back yet, so it'll be interesting to see what those positions are. But this ship also does have a computer workstation in the rear area uh, for doing exploration. So there's actually complement for, you know, anywhere from, as you mentioned, three to five people operating this ship. Um, and that still doesn't, do, you know, there's still the defensive capabilities. Uh, as you can see, the, there's beds in here, so there's, I think there's four beds, uh, so there's one man who's got to sleep on the floor if you've got five people in there, <laughs> but uh, otherwise, it's, it is a very, very nice ship and a very different ship, and for, if you want to get into exploration at another level, this does, as you mentioned, Kimmy, hit that sweet spot right in the middle without getting committed into the bigger boat. I want to say this too fast, Cart, real quick, just for pricing, so people will know, if you guys help me out on these numbers, I think the... The 315 ran about 65 bucks, something like that. 55, 65 yes. bucks. The the uh, Sin ran 85 bucks. I think the Dur runs about 130.
130, roughly, because the max is 150. That's about right. So I want to say it's about 130, 135. So you, this, if you're backing, those are the type of numbers you're looking for um, in relation to those three ships. Uh, but once we get beyond this, as Kimmy said, we're going to start dealing with the big boys as we start stepping up for those who are a little bit more uh, about doing any form of exploration. So um, let's jump over. Freelancer was first concepted. It was uh, it was touted as the ship from Firefly, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. They, that's what people uh, used yes, to talk Firefly. about it back in the day. Yeah, back in the day. That was it. So we move on to the next one. Oh, so go ahead, Fast Card. Yeah, so I have it up right now. The Freelancer does 135, and that, that increased from, um, I think it was 125 before. Yeah, 1.5 before. Uh, I think everything except for the main Freelancer base model increased by $10. Um, okay. The, I'm looking for uh, half the sin. The sin is $85. Mm-hmm. The 315P is 65. Okay, so I got them right. And, and um, Beta. beta is $40. Mm -hmm. All right. And, if you, and since you're looking up stuff, could you look up what the Aquila's current price is? Because I think that ship. Uh, I know that by heart. It's 275 <laughs> I thought it was. Three, it used to be 375 Oh, yeah. It used to be 275 Now it's 310 yeah. That went up too. Wow. Okay. You know what? Shiver hit a nerve, I, man. Dude, he, he, just, he just made me think about this. I remember. When when the when they first introduced the freelancer and and Shiver hit the perfect memory right there, everyone screamed like crazy because they all they could think about was Firefly and at that time Firefly was like the 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 one that got away that girlfriend that got away yeah, <laughs> yeah. damn she was so fun damn. <laughs> And yep. it was the quintessential love letter. It was the quintessential love letter to um, Thanks for the follow. Firefly. And I mean, Sig hit a pulse with that. So mm -hmm. 07 to Shiv uh, sparking that memory because, yeah, it was definitely all about Firefly, the look, the feel, the angles. It, it is. And to this day, people are true to their ships. Oh, I remember what I wanted to say originally. Thanks it was for about the, the um, the consoles, and you mentioned the consoles and the freelancer there. I believe the um, Reliant Shen also had a console station in, 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 in between. Like yeah, the, I mentioned it has a science station in the back. Up. Yeah, it's a full station, actually a whole sit-down yeah. station in the rear of that right. ship. Yeah. All right, so we're moving on to the Constellation series now. And uh, this is, as you guys know, there are multiple ships in the Constellation series. There's the Taurus, the Andromeda. And then there's the Phoenix, and then of course the exploration variant, which is the Aquila. Thanks for the follow junk stuff. Um, the, Aqu junk the, stuff. the Aquila, uh, Aquila, Aquila. Again, here we go, tomato, tomato. Right when it comes down right. to these names. Um, but this is the next step up, and this is where you are getting serious. And as Fast Cart mentioned, this is a three hundred and ten dollar getting serious when it comes down to backing uh, in the game. Let me ask you guys a question. What, what would be the reason why somebody would move from freelancer to this in your head? Was there any reasons in particular? Yeah, fast card. Go ahead. I asked the old ones. Um, I, I bought the freelancer because I had the rover. I had uh, and um, and it has uh, some cargo space, but uh, 
but mostly because of the rover. Like, but the cost difference between getting an Andromeda and, and a rover and getting the Achilles, when it was 2005, they were, they were basically the, the same. Now that it's 310, the, the value is not, not as good, but if you got it for 2005, you're getting a great value. Mm, okay. And the rover is one of the things that's included in this ship, right? Yep. You also get the P-52 as well, right? Is that correct? Yep. So you got the P-52. Um, so to combine all that, yeah. a good problem. One of the differences in this ship, too, as you guys know, in the Constellation series, there's usually an upper and lower turret. On this one, there's only the lower turret. The upper station is a science station in this ship. Uh, and we had a, I wish I had a copy of the, but you see at the beginning of this video when it's panning in, you do see that there's a person in that scanning station. Um, and so there is some other additional values you mentioned between the rover, between the P-52 being added. I think there's also probably a little bit level of greater defensive capability with the Aquila. The Constellation series ships can be tough ships technically. Um, they have a tremendous amount of missiles on them. Uh, I, I've known guys to literally... What game is what gun is that they put on it? There's a gun in the game that's ballistic that sounds like a Gatling gun. I've seen guys put those four guns on constellations and blow everything out of the water. I swear, oh, yes. I it is the craziest thing it's not in the world. Strike, is it? No, no. I, if you say the name, I'll think of it. But if you're in the back, like in the cargo area or back, back, you have to literally hold your ears. It's that loud when these guns are going off, but it wipes out. Every, if somebody knows who it is in the game, Rev, thank you, Gaz. Gaz matter of fact, Gaz is one of the people who knows about that. The Revenants, <laughs> those things blow anything away, guys. If you want to know a good secret to that ship to defend itself, put four of them on that thing, and I guarantee you, you blow anything out of the water. Um, any other thoughts about the Connie series and this particular ship with the uh, Aquila guys? Well, I like to look at it. Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to tackle it. And they wanted to, but yeah, I, I, this, this is one of the ships that I wanted for a while. Like, I, I have a, a Taurus, but I um, I, I upgraded that to a Merchantman, so I, 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 I lost the, the Constellation. Then I got a Phoenix, but I decided it wasn't, it, it wasn't, I wasn't going to have too much of a use for it. It just it looks pretty inside and stuff like that. It's a, a great home, but I'm, I'm probably going to make my merchant in my home. So I melted that, and then I got the um, the Akira. Because, like I said, it has the uh, stump fighter, and it has a um, rover in, inside of it. And I, it, 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 it's, it's nice. Yeah. Tiver, are you going to say something? So... I, tell me if I go on too long about the Aquila, but the Aquila is where you're starting to get into Star Trek territory, in my opinion, because mm. you've got a lot more defensive capabilities in, you know, when you meet the unknown. Mm. Unlike the Freelancer, where it's got a massive blind spot on the underside, the Constellation has actually got defenses for that. You've got the Rover on there as well. So if you've got, if you're one of those people with friends, you can just oh. stick a few friends in the Rover. They go off, explore the surface. You get back in the ship, start patrolling around, keeping an eye out. You can see what's going on, find out points of interest, have them go and investigate it. Then you've also got that uh, P-52, which, although little, has a hell of a punch on that thing. So you've got so many options on there. And, and then the actual ship layout itself. That cockpit is built for visibility, whereas yes. the freelancer's yes. visibility is not great. Mm -hmm. So you, it, it promotes the teamwork there. Yeah, It's true. And it promotes the teamwork there because you've got to have uh, the, the pilot himself has only got a few of the forward-facing guns at his disposal. The mm -hmm. rest are all on turrets, so you've got to encourage that teamwork saying, you know, 
I can put you in this position here. Your turret man says, I, I need some more angle here. It, it's where you're really starting to work as a team. It's where you're actually getting into in-depth exploration. It's got a, probably about the same sort of range as a freelancer, but it's built for you to be able to stay in it for longer. Mm. Whereas the freelancer will probably need you to go back, sell what you have, restock, mm. and then go back out the Aquila, the Aquila, the constellation <laughs> has got more options. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good and point. I, I, and I like what, what Traven said. Friend? I don't know that word. What are friend? <laughs> friend. Yeah. Oh, one other thing about these ships, too, by the way. The Connie series does have another feature. We haven't seen it yet. Don't know if it's good or bad. But they so, all do have... Their beds are actually escape pods which is another factor oh. in these ships. And we kind of forget about that, but all the Connies do have that. Um, the Retaliator has that. There are several ships that do have these beds that shut down and become life support, and you can bail out of the ships. So unlike the Freelancer, uh, unless you just jump out the back docking door, that's about all you can do and float around in space. But hopefully with this, there's some possibility of being rescued if something were to happen. Go ahead, Fast Cart. Which one of these ships has one of those security compartments or NPC chats what you know about? That's going to be the uh, Taurus. Well, the Phoenix used to have it. It did. In the original layout, it did have it, but they've taken it out now. And there were a lot of people who grumbled about that. Yeah, the Taurus (laughs) is the only one now with that smuggling compartment now. Oh, so it it does or does not have it? The the Phoenix does not have it. The Taurus does. And and that's one of the reasons why the Taurus has been on delay, because they haven't established that whole what's going to happen with that mechanic, I guess. Well, I want to say that's bull. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so you want to be the wealthy guy who's actually smuggling drugs at the same time is that what you're saying Shiver? <laughs> well, I bought so a phoenix <laughs> yeah I, it doesn't have to be drugs or anything it doesn't yeah. have to be smuggling I just you know just, just to mess with security forces minds I'll stick something in there <laughs> Dublin thanks for the follow yeah that's very cool okay alright so now we're going to step up to the next level. Oh, well, the next, well, the next level. <laughs> I the... Oh, I'm sorry. There, I'm sorry. You want to go? Okay, I'm sorry, buddy. My mistake. My, I'm, I'm, gonna, like, I'm I actually going to say you guys are a hard act to follow, I'm but gonna don't leave the, me behind. I'm going to take totally. the video back just for you. I'm going to go back just for you. Go ahead, Kimmy. Go ahead. I mean, it, it's it's not much to say because you guys really covered a lot, and I got to give you guys credit. You you knocked it out of the park, and it's uh, again, you're a hard act to follow. But when you look at it from a standpoint of why should I buy the ship on average you're paying a hundred dollars per vehicle the 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 rover you're getting the Aquila itself and you're getting the Merlin so that's a hundred bucks per and as Shiver mentioned when they first did the commercial it was the first the first thing that the 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 cherry on the top was that panoramic view mm-hmm. but let me so I need to come come with something a little different here Looking at it from a procedural standpoint, imagine this. You're going, you've, you finally found an unknown planet or a planet you have not explored yet. So what do you do as a, as a crew and how you do this procedure? You have one person get into the Merlin and go down to planet surface and scout out and see what's there. And you're communicating this in real time. Once the area is clear, you take the Kela and land in an area that, uh, the Merlin has pointed out where you land. And then basically from there, you have these options. You, you take the rover out, but guess what? You still have the support from above. 
So in case you run into something or run into trouble in your rover, you have air superiority from the point of the Maryland itself protecting the vehicle. And worst case scenario, if something really bad goes down, you come with the big guns, which is the Aquila, and pick everyone up and get the hell out of there if you have to. So that's a situation that you could uh, kind of get into and play out into the game. These are the options that you get with the Aquila. That's why it's so valuable. And, and I'm and, done. And, no, no, it's a great, and it's a great observation. And those are the type of options people need to think of because I think most people, when we hear of the P-52, the term we hear is snub fighter. So people right. are always thinking about it defending the ship per se. But now you've taken it into another aspect of use that definitely Recon. says it's for reconnaissance, yes. uh, additional protection, without jeopardizing the Aquila in the process, which is yeah. a very, very, very good point. Very good point. Thanks for bringing that up, Kenny. Okay, uh, so we're going to transition. What fast car? <laughs> Sorry. No, no, real quick. I'm, 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 looking at, I'm looking at the, um, the, the, the page for the Aquila. Okay, and, I'm um, going to go back one the, more time. No, that's no, you keep it No, I don't want to show the other one until we're ready. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but um, Dirk said that the that the um, Dirk said that they does not say that the Aquila includes a rover or mount in the bike page. On the page that I just linked, it does point to the rover, but I, he's right. I don't see the the um, subfighter, but I, 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 I'm pretty sure, ninety nine percent sure. That I, I can chime in. The, the I can chime in, guys. Dirk, I went through a situation where I had uh, I was looking to upgrade my Andromeda. And I was not sure, right? And someone, 07 to Dirk, we, we fly together. Um, it was confirmed that once I do the upgrade, which the Andromeda, for me, it was LTI. So once I was able to do the upgrade, I looked in my hangar, and it, there, there she was. You will have your uh, Merlin. You will have your Land Rover and the Aquila, of course. So I was, I was really... Um, at, 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 the, at a crossroads. Same thing with you, Derek. I was not sure, and I was not going to make that pledge until I was sure that I was going to get those extra ships. Yes, it is all a part of that package. And, and just so you'll know, Dirk, too, if you look right, even right now, um, the Phoenix was supposed to have a different rover. There's some of the, they haven't even given those rovers out to people yet. So, yeah, so they're coming. You know, it's down the yep. road. Uh, but I, I definitely understand the question because you do some well, and not to mention yeah. the website is not necessarily the best point of reference to use in relation to anything to that update. CIG is giving yeah. out. So, uh, but definitely, if there's any question about it, I would definitely just write into support just to make sure that you want to make yes. sure that, that is the case. Okay. All right, let's go to the next one. And um, one the, last thing. No, I, I knew you were going to do that. I knew. <laughs> I knew. See, I'm going to tell you. I'm not letting anyone infringe on this particular ship because I am a big fan of this particular ship. So that's why I had to let it have its own space. Okay. Um, oh but, no. Oh yeah. I, you I know. Oh, you know that. we're going to go there, brother. You know we're going to go there. All right. So the next ship is again a ship that was done by a different manufacturer that maybe we weren't expecting, and that's Origin. Um, and this is going to be the 600i oh, Explorer. Um, now, I had mixed feelings about this ship. I really did um, for a couple reasons. One, I was looking forward to the 600i, you know, from a touring standpoint because I'm a big luxury person. Uh, when I heard that it was luxury exploration, I was like, okay. And I, and I wasn't that thrilled about it because I couldn't picture if I'm into luxury, why do I want to go out and do work? Pardon the expression, but that's how I felt, right? I just, I did. 
Um, when we got the ship, and I, I, I took, I still think it's one of the best commercials that they made, by the way. But when I got a chance to go on the ship and look at it, um, I liked it, but it just didn't feel dedicated enough to science for me because there's only the two science workstations in the midsection, and there's a lot of open space. And so I kind of hope, and for those of you who don't know, CIG has alluded to the fact that they are going to do a redesign on the 600 series based upon what they learned from both the Phoenix and even more the 890. Um, this was the first ship that they decided to do luxury, and they said they learned a lot and that they said that they're really thinking about going into a rework on it. So I am curious to see how they're going to change the dynamics of science in this ship. I do love the fact that it has the large cargo area below with the, uh, with the ramp. Um, I'm one of those people that'll put two X1s down there versus anything else. I might put a rover down there. Uh, the new origin, well, there's supposed to be a new origin uh, vehicle that's coming out. And I'm sure, based on what I've seen of the pictures of that, it looks like it will fit in this ship uh, and would probably accompany it in the sense of science. But how do you guys feel about the design of this ship? Science and luxury, does it make sense to you? Whatever you guys want to share. And I'll, I'll throw it, Kimmy, I'll start with you first this time around since I missed you last time. Oh no, it's all right. Um, well, when you look at when you when you talk about exploration and you look at the design aspect of Origin, isn't exploration beautiful in its own way? Mm -hmm. And so, why does it have to be gritty? Why doesn't why does it have to be raw? Uh, there's a there's a there's a finesse to it. There's a, a way uh, or a, a way that you go about exploration. And I think what they're trying to convey, I think they convey it uh, pretty clearly about. Uh, certain set procedures in science. Finding a, it's not about finding that planet. It's not about finding that unexplored uh, civilization. It's sometimes it's just finding these anomalies, finding these rare minerals, uh, which is valuable, which falls into that aspect of what origin is about. But uh, finding the event horizon from a distance and seeing it, and it's just like, wow, this is beautiful. But I think uh, with 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 origin and what they're doing as far as exploration, there's they're they're trying to convey that there's so many layers to exploration. There's a beauty in it. Uh, there's something to be reveled in, and it's it's not always about uh, you know you 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 go to whatever that planet is two eight four and you find the al aliens and then all hell breaks out. <laughs> it's maybe just uh, 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 finding the new aurora borealis, something mm -hmm. beautiful mm -hmm. in itself. Um, so that's a good point. It's 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 something in that in that narrative with uh, with with that manufacturer. And unfortunately, it, 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 I think it was conveyed so well that it really hurt the Phoenix <laughs> because the <laughs> Phoenix is the poor man's origin, man. I, I think they kind of yeah. I think if anything, they need to revisit what the Phoenix is because as far as exploration. Origin knocked it out of the box, and they're putting they're putting out they're putting <laughs> they're putting the Phoenix out of business, man. As far as they're saying that the Phoenix is uh, a luxury, and I'm like, wow, that that hurt them. But yeah, they're quintessential luxury. They're, there's there's things to do, and you can do it in a beautiful and a luxurious way. Okay, good point. Card, how about you? Any thoughts on this one? Yeah, the, the, uh, Kim kind of hurt me when he when he, when he mentioned when he compared the the Phoenix to the to the six hundred. I have to agree with but you know, there's something about the RSI version of the, of the, of the, of their version of Electric versus the Origin version. Like, the Origin is too clean to me, for, 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 for lack of a better word, mm -hmm. but the, the Phoenix, it's still more 
homely. Like I said, I, I can actually be comfortable there. Whereas, and 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 in six hundred, six hundred, I was like, I can't touch anything. Everything is still white. I don't want to get anything dirty. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, 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 one thing that we haven't been talking about is the music in some of these, in some of these commercials because um, the Pedro Camacho did the um, music yes. for this one, and he probably did music for for the other commercials too. And you know, I started up with, with, with the music, um, for that, especially for this, for this. 300 series commercial and you know how it starts off black like i was looking at the screen just now and it's all black and i thought the, the video had phones but mm -hmm. I, I then i remember oh take them off for the for the mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> and, but, uh, yeah um if it, it i it probably is going to be a ship i get in, 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 in inside the universe mm -hmm. like using in-game product I, I, I don't see myself buying this with uh outside or um or cash for this one but yeah. i do like it it's just a true thing for me i will i will say this real quick and then we'll jump to shiver when you're talking about music <clears throat> i remember i was at VerseCon the year this came out it was in austin right. and i remember sitting in the room and, and every ship that i've always bought i've always bought them and, and with thinking in mind what career I want to do, you know, what I want to be able to do in the game. And I've always thought about, well, if I get tired of doing this, that looks like a great ship in a new career I could maybe do when I want to change gears. This is the only ship I ever bought that I didn't care what it did. When I saw it, I wanted it. I thought the design was beautiful. The, I was sold on the commercial. I literally, I, usually I never, first day when they come out, buy something, but I literally said, I don't care what this, they didn't even show the interior on the ship, and I bought it. So I, I love the design on the 600. Now, I have written in some complaints about the 600 because I think that one of the things that I don't like about it for it to be an explorer, and this is based upon what they did later with both the Phoenix and the 690, there are no side ports on the ship. So if you're in any of the areas, you can't see outside. You're completely enclosed. And I wish that they had allowed for some type of visual that you can see outside on the 600. Other than that, I mean, there's some other things too, but that was one of my only physical complaints about the ship, but otherwise I think it's beautiful. Shiver, any thoughts on the 600i Explorer? First thought, and perhaps the most important is, uh, based on the uh, advert for it, I'm glad they decided to make it bigger, mm. because when they first showed it there, two people were bigger than the actual ship, so making it bigger was a good idea. Hey Crazy, thanks for the follow. Not you. Uh, but... <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it, it's like Dirk and uh, I'm sure someone else said it. Gaz mm -hmm. said it, when it comes to the luxury exploration, the, I think they're quite right because the first thing that they said that when they said that that came into my head was a scene from Star Trek Enterprise. Sorry, mm -hmm. I'm a fan. Mm -hmm. Was when they were all gathered up on one of the observation decks and they were just watching this uh, stellar phenomenon happen and having mm -hmm. a party. It's like that's exactly what I can see them doing with it. it it's a wonderful thing. Mm. And, you know, as Kemi said as well, exploration doesn't have to be gritty. It can just be, let's go around and look at the universe and see what it is. That is a form of exploration. And you can make your money on it by saying, you know, we're, we're going on a three-hour tour. Who wants to come with us? It's mm -hmm. awesome. It, it, it's yeah. a, be a lovely ship. It's a, it's a very nice niche to have filled. Mm-hmm. And I'm always kind of interested because in, when we do our luxury show, I'll get into this more because I'm a big luxury fan, but I, it, I'm always amazed at the fact that people, some people, have not seen a place for luxury in the universe. You know, they, they, they definitely see the military side, they see the exploration, the mining, but they kind of say, well, why would anybody buy a luxury ship? 
you know. Wait till you see Terra. And so, yeah, I know. Oh, I know. And then a lot of other places that you can only go in a luxury ship. But, but, but to my point, I just, it's just interesting that, like you said, they've allowed for different people to, you know, depending on what their thing is that they like to do, it's given us options and it's not forcing us into any area. If you don't like luxury, don't buy one. That's fine. You know, uh, I'm not a big military person. I've got one fighter. That's yeah. it. You know what I mean? I, I, and I have it because I'm in an org, but not because I want to have a fighter. I have a whole lot of other things that I want to do. Who are you going to say fast card? To your point, I think it's because most people, when you think of luxury and um, and movies and, and TV shows and stuff like that, mm-hmm. they tend to be like the bad guys or not appreciated characters since it seems to have those, those type of um, commodities more so than the everyday person. So that that probably that might might be part of, part of it. Mm, like I'm, like in, in my head, I'm thinking about this uh, element. Uh, yeah. the, the bad guy, the bad guy. Oh, this, uh, what's the thing? He's an um bishop. Uh, what's the thing? The actor. I'm blanking on it. Lance Henriksen. No, no. Commissioner Gordon from Bat from Batman. I can't think of his name. Oh, oh Gary Oldman. Yeah, Oldman. Yeah. Dracula. He's 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 did I get everybody? Oh, let's, before that, let's go back to the translation kilos. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> all righty. Well, now we go to the the great 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 granddaddy of them all. Uh, it's also the most recent of the exploration ships that has come out, and that is the Anvil Carrick. Um, a lot of controversy about this ship. Uh, here are some of the controversies. It was uh, an early concept. Uh, people felt like they waited a long, long time for it. In fact, there was the whole joke of Gib Carrick and people asking Disco about the Carrick and when is the Carrick coming out? And, you know, we just heard it's, Carrick, it's, Carrick, it's Carrick, Disco's Carrick. favorite ship. Yes, it was always his favorite ship, right? And so there was this constant thing about the Carrick. Um, I remember the first time we saw the one animation CIG put out that had the Carrick sitting on a surface. If you guys remember, there was a camera that panned around it and we saw it and we're like, oh my God, look at this thing, it's beautiful. And then, Citizen Con 2949, we saw it at Sitcon, and it gained a few pounds. And people were not happy. Um, this is a classic example of something that's, that uh, I've heard Kimmy say this before in the past, that one of the things I appreciate about the Star Citizen community is that, one, we're very passionate about stuff, um, and two, we're very vocal about things. And But the thing I appreciate even more is that CIG does seem to listen to the community. There are some people who think that they don't. But I I distinctly remember the designers going back and saying that they were going to go back and relook at the ship. They explained why it had to grow. They explained that there were some things they had to remove. One of the things, for example, was that there was a spiral staircase that was in the ship. There were a whole lot of things that they said that when the metrics for the ship, when it was first designed as concept, the metrics for Anvil had not been completely put together yet. And so they said we had to get rid of some things. But then they also did go back. And if you look at that ship that was shown at 2049 at the convention and the one we have now, they did slim it out more. And ultimately, they found a compromise to make sure that we could still do the gameplay that they want in the ship and at the same time aesthetically satisfy the fans. And I think we did finally come to a mutual thing where maybe people were a little reluctant, but once they got on board it, they were like, wow, this thing is actually pretty cool, you know. 
Um, so I'll let you guys talk about the character a little bit. Talk about the commercial. Talk about the character. Talk about what you think about exploration. Whatever you want to share. What do you got, Shiv? Yeah, Shiv. Oh, really? Me you. first? Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> so when it when it was first touted, uh, it was going to be one of the most modular ships they'd made. Uh, it was. Yeah. You could take basically everything in the middle out, swap it out completely. I don't mm-hmm. know if that's still the plan or not, because they've been a bit quiet with what's happening with modularity. Although they have said modularity is still a thing, it's still mm-hmm. going to happen. But that on that particular bit is quiet. But this this is as close as we have right now to the Enterprise D. Mm-hmm. When they did that preview for it and they just showed the corridors, I was like, oh my god, that, that is the Enterprise <laughs> D. I want, I want. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It, I, the only thing that I ha- have a problem with is the fact that are we going to get a bigger one? Because this isn't quite capital, mm. is it? And I, ca- I kind of want a bigger version of a character because I'm, I'm a bigger I'm, one than this when, one. Yeah, you know me, Basket. When it comes to ships, I'm a size queen. <laughs> All right, size diva. I want a, pr- <laughs> I want a proper Enterprise six hundred and eighty-three oh, meters oh, long wow. ship. Wow! Yeah. yeah, wow. I, I, I want to get lost on this ship, but th- this is it right now, isn't it? The, the Carrick is the ship that you're just going to get your friends in if you have any, or your NPC crew, and say, "What a friend!" That way, let's go. Yeah, and then just yeah. see what is out there. Yeah. That is what it's going to be. That is the big exploration dream of let's just pick a direction, go and see what adventures we have. Mm. Brilliant. I want yeah. it. I have it. I want more. Give me, give me, give me more Carrick. <laughs> Simple as that is the summary. Beautiful. Thanks. Yeah, Kimmy, any thoughts on the Carrick? Well, I like what Shiver uh, alluded to. Um, Having the opportunity to become, uh, to work as a, uh, to simulate into that crew aspect of what this ship is about. And it's one of the most versatile ships. But, uh, you know, and as you guys mentioned earlier, the, the progression of what it, what it was in concept into what it became, uh, all the things about the, um, what do they call that? Oh, God. <laughs> I got a, um, the um the struts <laughs> it was a no. big thing about struts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> i don't like the way she strut her stuff and he's yeah. like the struts the struts the struts it was a it, it turned into a meme it turned into a big joke um and now it's like when it re- was released they people are we're loving the struts <laughs> it's like what wait a minute but that was always the narrative with the aurora those it, it lets you feel as though you're in a structure. Mm-hmm. Um, and to this day, they have yet still to create the uh, meteor shield on the cockpit. And they had some tech hurdles because it was, it was, uh, right. there was too much tech debt mm-hmm. as far as trying to implement that to make it functional in game. But they've overcome that hurdle, but yet we've yet to see that actually happen in game. So it also alludes to some of the things that we're going to find out there on the fringes, like meteor storms and such. But yeah, I, I definitely like the aspect of where it was and where it is. It's still close. It's close to the concept. Thanks for following, but Mike. Mm-hmm. I'm going to add this. You guys made some great points, Shiv. But I'm going to add this. What will backers do if they actually get the first alien exploration ship? I'm just putting that out there. <laughs> What's gonna happen? 
You know, it's interesting because Miss Hart's made a point a few minutes ago. She said the question isn't asked who has a Carrick, it's who doesn't have a Carrick, right? Because yes, this ship actually that. was purchased by a lot of people. Um, yes. And, it, and it's interesting because considering that it's a pretty big ship, like, like uh, Shiver said, it's not capital class, but it's pretty close. It's a pretty large ship. And it's not a single solo person ship. I mean, if no. you've been on this thing and taken it out, you know Make you need call. a crew. You do. Uh, it's a tough ship. It is tough. And I'm sure, you know, we're not anywhere near balancing yet, so we can't go by how it responds now. But it is a tough ship that can defend itself. It can take a bit of punishment. Um, very versatile in the sense of cargo. Uh, multiple vehicles can fit inside of it. It has its own medical bay. Uh, it has yeah. the area for the uh, Pisces or any other small ships to go inside of it. It has the cartography area. It has the drones. I mean, this ship is packed and loaded yes. for what yes. it has, right? And once those mechanics all dial in, even a repair room, right? Lunchroom, yes. a whole bunch of stuff in the ship. I mean, you're on the fringes. Um, yeah, I mean, this ship really bang for buck. If you want to be able to have a ship where all your crew members have functionality, not just a gunner. And not just an engineer. I mean, not to mention the engineering room, double level engineering, huge components. I mean, there's this ship has a lot to it. One of the things I love about this ship, they made the levels very distinctive. You can tell when you're yes. on the tech deck, when you're Marcus. on the habitation deck. Um, I love the idea of what they took from, at least I think this is where they took it from, Prometheus with the double level in the cockpit area where you can pilot the ship from upstairs standing or from downstairs in the pilot seat. The entry ramp. The elevators that are in there. The in I mean, there's a lot to this ship that's that's pretty amazing. So you ask yourself, does that warrant the increase in price now when you look at all the things that are in it at yep. 350 versus yep. 500? It's a big jump. But I think for all that you can do in this ship, you mentioned, Kimmy, earlier about when you talked about the Aquila, you know, the price because of bang for buck what was in it. I think this ship in many ways does warrant it once all those mechanics are really functioning uh, in this ship. Now, there was something that our good friend Cosmic Trader mentioned to me, and I we, we've all posted this in relation to this ship uh, on Spectrum. The Pisces currently does not have a recording deck to record when it goes through wormholes. And one of the reasons why a lot of people bought this ship is so that when we do find a wormhole, you could use the Pisces as a way of going through smaller wormholes and recording, and then it would come back to the Carrick. So we're hoping that CIG does implement that into it. Hey, Scuba Steve, thanks for following, buddy. Uh, oh, he's hosting us. Oh, thank you, dude. Um, we're hoping that they do implement that into the Pisces because then it becomes a ship that is, uh, you know, working in tandem and not just a shuttle. Uh, I remember the I first like time. Like the Merlin. I, yeah. The first time I went out with a group of people in here, I think there were about six of us on this ship, and it was amazing. Nobody said, let's role play, but everybody did. Everybody went and did something. We had an instance yes. where we ran into some people. Everybody got into guns. We had another instance where we wanted to land on a planet, and we were on, I think it was, um, it was Microtech, in fact. And, you know, it's a big ship. Somebody got into the Pisces, went down, as you mentioned, Kimmy, went down to the surface, found a landing spot for us. We could track them from the ship. We went down. They found a perfect lane because that lane, that thing down is a beast. you got to have even ground oh. on it, even to be able to use the ramps. They found the perfect landing area for us. I mean, it was there was a cooperative playing 
when we did this when we did it together this ship definitely demonstrated it probably more than any other ship i've played where people felt like they had a role so i can imagine what it's going to be like when you've got cartography running you know when you got the drone room running uh even the medical area when that's running so i think there's a lot of cool things of, about this ship um who didn't i hit was quick it... interjection yeah. if i may yeah sure go ahead that that's one of the beautiful things about star citizen uh is it doesn't force you into role play it encourages a form of role play that yes. it, it, even if you're not going to do the the Good cheesy point. kind of role play of mm -hmm. uh the engineer parts and you you are an engineer and you role play as an engineer it's a position on the ship that urges you to be an engineer so you can communicate without doing the you know oh i'm the engineer here <laughs> kind of thing it, yeah it's a genius way to do it yeah it is shivers inspired me for a new word What's that? Virtual cosplay. <laughs> Virtual cosplay. <laughs> okay. Best card, you gonna say something? Yeah, I didn't gonna talk about it. But uh, I just wanted to make it up. We haven't talked about price here. Um, the six hundred I. Back to the six hundred real quick. Yeah. Yeah, the 600 i uh, the touring is four thirty five. The floor is four seventy five. And for the carrot. <clears throat> 600, but it used to be 350, and now the big, big jump in, in, in price. Is it 600? I thought it was 600 if you went credit. Is it 600 cash? I thought it was 500 war bond and 600 credit. No? Credit. Credit for 600. Credit. I'm, I'm looking at the ship upgrade because it's not available for, for sale at the moment. Oh, okay. Yeah, 600, 600 credit. Yeah, wow. So, that, but yeah, it's like um, when I first started in um, 2014, my guildmate on full tour. He's the one that got me into Star Citizen, and he 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 bought the the cat, and his plan was to have it all on his crew. But back then, we thought the game was coming out in in, in two years. But as, as time time went on, he decided to melt melt that um melt the cat because um, the, the game wasn't out, and a lot of people lost interest or move on to other games. But I it's when. When I heard it, the cat was closer to being released, I I I, I, had, I already had my my my, my Kila, and the, the difference between you know three ten and three fifty is only forty dollars. So I thought I I would I would get your cat, but it, it, it jumped in price and I I, I couldn't know enough ships that, that I was that I wanted to get rid of in order to um buy the, the pack that. So I, I didn't get. I, I, I'm one of the few people who don't, don't actually have the correct, but I'm fine with that. Because now, now that I'm looking looking at it, it's, it's a big ship, and it's really too big for someone who don't have a dedicated crew. At, 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 you know, at, when you're buying it, mm -hmm. if you if you if you if you just, um, get, get people, get friends later on, that, that it works out. But as far as, I, far as for right now, I, I'm the only one who's going to fly it. And it's, it's just too big for me. And it's mentioned at the moment. It's, it's so what you're saying is we should go back to the Aquila. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, well, it, someone did ask me about the, the 600. So we'll, we'll address that in a bit. How many suckers, I, I threw my hand up because it's to say, how many suckers bought that $20 paint job? <laughs> I'm a sucker, brother. <laughs> I loved it. But you know, it goes back to what Shiver was saying. That color scheme, it screamed the, the Enterprise D. Mm -hmm. I saw that immediately. It mm -hmm. was it was obvious. It was it was thought out mm -hmm. well. And they knew that. It wasn't inadvertent. It wasn't a mistake. 
it said enterprise and you saw the the striping the red mm. stripe the white color and it was just like twenty dollars is yours buddy <laughs> <laughs> enterprise d give yeah. me a gold shirt give me a red shirt give me a green shirt. no don't give me a red shirt, give me a red shirt engineering. Yes. <laughs> now i will say this it's a, it's a fast cart's point you know we do want to encourage people that um you know there is this aspect of of um people will need people to fly these ships, right? I mean, oh, a lot man. of people who I know own ships, they don't want to fly them. They, they'll let somebody else fly them, you know? Now, mind you, that's until we start getting damaged and you have to pay for it. But for now, people are happy to let other people fly their ships. Uh, there's And we, the CIG has told us that they're going to be able to allow owners to designate roles in ships where maybe, like right now, currently, I don't know if you guys know this or have done this before, but your co-pilot can now call on radio communications for you while you're piloting the ship. Some people didn't know that because it wasn't working that way for quite a while. But now if someone is in the co-pilot seat, they can call. Um, people can handle weaponry. People can do all types of other things. Yeah. Once you start being able to designate these roles to people, um, it's going to be really, really nice and give people purpose for being in a ship other than just riding for the ride to get to a destination. Um and so I think that if you don't own, like Fastcart doesn't own a Carrick, there'll be plenty of people who say, hey, Fastcart, we need somebody to help us on this ship. Yep. Go ahead, Shiver. And that's yeah. fine. Yeah. No, I'm saying, saying one of Fastcart, them. I need you to help me on my <laughs> ship. <laughs> <laughs> so How will you pay me? Yeah. I mean, and there will be people who will pay you because the, the reality of it is that I want my ship to get someplace safely and in one piece. And <laughs> I can take the risk of taking that ship out by myself. But I'm going to be kicking myself later just because I decided to be cheap and not hire somebody to do guns or to help do something else on the ship that was really needed. Um, I always think about, and you guys remember this, when this whole thing came up about quantum times. What do we do when it's quantuming? What are we doing? Nah. You know, and, make a sandwich. Listen, I, yeah. not to be funny, sometimes <laughs> you do are making a sandwich, you're making a personal run, right? But then there are other times where somebody is literally getting components and swapping something out because when we get to our destination, we got to be ready. I've been with people before when we've been just planning what we're going to do when we get there. And before we know it, we've arrived. So don't let this quantum time thing fool you. Why does it take so long to get through space? Believe me, you'll start realizing that you're going to wish you had that time to prepare to meet people yeah. or, to, or to put together something when you arrive to a destination. Especially, Kimmy, you said this earlier, when you've got a reconnaissance group that's someplace ahead of you telling you what's going on. You know, and you've got to get your game plans together and communicate. Right, you don't want to go there, especially yeah. if you got issues with your components. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, well, quick, quick question. Yeah, back, back to back to Shepard's point. You said you want a Enterprise D size parent. Who are you going to find to to fly that with? <laughs> he doesn't care. Jordy the Forge, <laughs> Captain <laughs> Troy, Data. <laughs> He says somebody well, will. No, he's, he's, yeah. Somebody will, <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure. All right, so let me run this question past all you guys. I'm going to start with you, Fast Cart. Out of all the exploration ships, uh, if there were two you would pick, what would be the two that you would pick definitely, that, regardless of the price and everything, that you say, these are the ones I want to have? Regardless of price? Yeah, yeah, these are the ones you want to have. Did you see yourself for your gameplay? What, what are the two that you would have? my game, okay, okay, fine, that's better. Uh, definitely. It's a toss up between between the two between the three fifty p and 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 the Mustang Beta. It's a toss up. I prefer the old Mustang Beta. We haven't really talked about that much, yeah. but I prefer the old Mustang Beta interior wise. Yes. But the new Mustang Beta exterior wise. So mm -hmm. we still need to combine the two somehow, but there isn't. So like uh, so for right, right now, one of them probably be the three fifteen p. Now as far as the, the other my other um. Yeah, I must have been thing too. My other choice is probably between the Durst and, 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 and Aquilo. So, 
more likely probably the, the killer because it had um the, the rover and the snapfire. Mm, okay. Good. So it'd be the Aquila and the 315 pick. Okay. Kimmy, how about you? If there were two, you would well, pick falls, the head. Yeah. It segue to what Fastcart uh, mentioned. It's just about having that complementary access to multiple vehicles when you're talking about exploration, and those options can open up to you. Um, but from the standpoint of if you're a single player or uh, or it's a group of you. I would have to say um, the latter would be the carrot. And then outside of that, it would be the Aquila because you still have options within, you don't have those many options as far as going solo with the carrot. But with the um, with the Aquila, you can go solo, but that's not encouraged. It's not a, It's not to say that you cannot do it, but it's more reasonable, it's, it's, uh, it's favorable to do a single person operation in the Aquila. But at the same time, what these two ships share the fact that there's multiple vehicles and access to these vehicles you can use in game to be able to perform your tasks as as far as whatever happens in regards to exploration you have to go to another ship or you may you know you may even have to abandon something but you know you're still able to have access to multiple vehicles and that's what i like about those two aspects that you know you may be limited uh crew wise but you have the full complementary um, tools to do exploration. So I would say Carrick number one, Aquila uh, close to. Two big six. Okay, fair enough. Shiver, how about yeah. you? I could cheat and say the uh, Carrick and the Freelancer Dur, <laughs> but I'll go with the uh, Carrick for sure because it's it's Carrick. Okay. You, you, you know, you, if, you, if you have a serious long-term plan for exploration that you want to commit to, Carrick. It, it's the only way to do it. Uh, but I think Carrick and the 315P or the Bangstang are a good combination because then you've got something stupidly huge to help you last that long. Don't go with that fast car. And then you've got the smaller ship for the agility and exploring those smaller areas that you can't get to. And if, if you can fit said smaller ship inside of the Carrick, then the perfect combination, you know? Before before Griffin gives his answer, I just want to say I would bet money I know what his ship is going to be. Oh, yeah. But Shiver <laughs> made a good point, though. He said the two things he said, longevity and something similar to that, it's with the, with the Carrot, it's, it's one of the things that stand out from all the other ships. It, it has those reserve fuel tanks. So they nail that to say, you want to be on the fringes, you can definitely do it with the carrot because of those fuel tanks. All right. So you say you know what I'm gonna say, huh? Fast cart. Okay. All right. I'm gonna go for the Aurora LX. No, just kidding. Um, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I am definitely going for the uh, the 600i, um, and it's based upon the fact that I really believe that CIG is gonna do a rework on it. I I'm not happy with the exploration design because I feel like it could be a lot more than what it is right now. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And I do appreciate the fact of what Shiver said earlier and Fastcart about how luxury or whether it was uh, Kimmy, luxury does not have to be ugly. I was exploring, doesn't have to be ugly. 
because they gave me a different perspective of thinking about it. I am always thinking about the grittier side of exploration, but you're right. There are those times where it's just a matter of going out and finding a nebula or finding some other area, and, and, and I think that's a very cool thing. Um, so, yes, that's X600i, and then, of course, the Carrick would have to fall into the next one uh, just because I think it's the fullest ex expression of what exploration is going to be in Star Citizen, unless they build Shivers 1,000 yard a meter ship later on, I don't know, but um, but for now, uh, those two would be the two that I would pick. So there's um, some change in my answer. There's... Grant. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, ask Real quick, change my answer a little bit. Uh, not, I'm not really changing my answer, but uh, between the Aquila and the 600, it's a it's really a close call. I didn't I didn't even address that, but yeah, the, the, I mean for value and repertoire, the best. Almost the same, but the 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 six the six hundred does have an extra oomph. But uh, I, I I still have to say the the Kila because it, the the uh, six hundred doesn't match my aesthetic to per se. Mm. Okay. There's something. Oh, go ahead. No, no. What were you gonna say? I was saying, what are you gonna say? There's, and I, I want to share this with everyone. And this is like one of the things I kept to myself for a while, but. It's something about the 600 dude, in my bones, man. I don't know what it is, but I, I try to ignore it. it. It just keeps coming back and I can't get rid of it. But it's this one aspect. I think it's something there that will make this ship so special. And and I truly believe this deep down in my bones. So if, 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 if it happens, you've heard it here first. That 600i, okay, will have one of the one of the very unique things about its ability, and that will be this, the ability to explore the water, underwater. Mm. I truly believe that this ship will have that capability. Well, I, I can't that may be why it. it doesn't have windows. I've been pushing on that, though. I honestly did, because there were some people who did some videos of that ship like it was floating on water, and I said it would be so cool if it was actually capable of doing that and even go underwater, but who knows, but it does have well, that look, right? It kind of has that right. voyage to the bottom well, of the sea kind of, I'm going back in the right. clock there. But, but when it you does scale it up, <laughs> you stay within that manufacturer family, you scale it up to the 890 jump. Mm -hmm. And then you, you're talking about, you know, tourism, there's, and then see, it's a soft exploration with 890. I kind of, I can kind of put the, see, this is the, this is the beauty of Star Citizen is that, it, it lends to this, this, these layers of gray. It's nothing black and white. Un, un, uh, you know, it's nothing black and white. It's, it's, it's layers of gray. And when you look at what the 890 can do, and what you would think that in its full uh, uh, realized um, abilities, I, I foresee that that ship will be able to go to these water planets and land, and then you'll be mm -hmm. able to take the scene of those sunsets on the water, and then your tourist is like, just just throwing money up to you, like, here, mm -hmm. take my money, take my money, look at this beautiful, sh look at this beautiful scene. But I don't see it going in the water, but it stays on the surface of the water. Yeah, so yeah. It's, it lends it to that family or that manufacturer of that, that style mm -hmm. that, that it, it, it lends to uh, be connected to. C. C. Slick. I, I, I cannot shake it. Oh, seven. Mm -hmm. CC Slick. Real quick. I, I cannot shake this, this that in my the first time for Soul Citizen. Kimmy made it, made it rain, and it was, it was just for you. <laughs> yeah. I was just thinking, if the 600 
does explore underwater, would that make it a subcapital class? <laughs> well, according to Kimmy, your shirt is gray because there's no white or black. So kind of keep that in mind, too. Yes. That's another thing that he said as well. He's looking good, ladies and gentlemen. He's looking sharp. Well, listen, we're getting ready to wrap up. But before we go, uh, I didn't realize that I forgot to change the title of the stream. I, I, there's always something I forget in my old age. Uh, and, I saw and, it, but I, we were too far. Uh, I know. I changed it. I changed it about ten minutes in. But there may be some people who came here because of the title, because it said that we we're going to give away a gray cat. And so, since that was there, and I don't want to do any false advertising, if anybody's interested in a gray cat, we we're going to do it last. We did do it last time we were on. Uh, but the, but uh, our good friend Standard Dev donated it back to us to give away because he has too many um, of them. So, if you would like to be in the raffle for a gray cat, which they were giving away, as you guys know, last week, put in exclamation point gray cat, and that's gray with an E, exclamation gray cat, if you all would punch that in now. We're going to give you a couple seconds to do that if you're interested in a gray cat. I know a lot of you guys already own gray cats. You could always give it to somebody else, but punch it in if you're interested in getting one. You can always give it away. Um... But put in that, please. And I see we're coming in little by little here. So if you're interested in getting a gray cat, the golf cart, which can fit in just about almost all the ships that have backs in them. You know, somebody actually put one of those things in a cutlass red. I was pretty amazed at that. I don't know how they got it in there. It seemed kind of weird. But they actually put a gray cat in a cutlass. I don't know why you put a gray cat in a cutlass red. Well, you know, there's this thing about putting things in things with a lot of people in Star Citizen. I don't know what the fascination is with that, but there um, is this thing that goes on with that. What are you going to say? I want to drop two nuggets here. I don't know. If, I don't know if you two click did this on purpose, but he put a space in between exclamation point and a word. No, yes, no don't put an exclamation words. point between. Don't use good grammar. Gray cat is all one word. I'm sorry I didn't <laughs> specify that. So, don't. Uh, yes, Scuba there Steve. Yes, there you go. And yes, it is rigged, Scuba. It is rigged uh, raffle, just so you'll know ahead of time. We've already pre-picked out who will get it. And, I want to uh, drop two nuggets, guys. Yeah, go ahead. After you drop your nuggets, we'll do the raffle. This is the, the whole gamut or the, the, the exploration of uh, what we're talking about. Uh -huh. um, this is on the development side, and, and I'm sure you guys are aware of this. I, I just want to put it out there. In regards to SIG creating new uh, locations and new areas, um, I don't feel as though that they're going to skip or over um, overwrite what the lore team uh, has laid down as this foundation. So mm -hmm. what I'm, my point here is this. Pyro is our next location, obviously, right? Mm -hmm. So what are the, what are in those locations? I don't know, but go ahead because we got the Let's raffle to do. Go ahead, don't leave us hanging too points. long. Jump oh. points is my uh, point. Jump point. Of course. So I'm looking at this as as a clue or to the narrative of, of how they're going to build out these systems. They can't, they cannot overtake what the lore team has put down. Mm -hmm. Basically, they have to follow those jump points in the development of these systems. It wouldn't make sense. Right. And I think we even talked about that a little bit before, Kimmy, about I think we kind of put in that we thought that definitely Pyro, definitely Nyx because of Delamar being already completed. And then there have already been allusions to Kano, and there's been allusions to t even Terra because we Which saw them the, start working. Yeah. And we knew they were working on Terra a long time ago. the water planet. But the fact that they've started showing clothing, which is the same thing they did for right. Microtech, 
kind of lends itself to maybe Terra might be somewhere down the road as well. And, yes. So in other words, the jump points are your breadcrumbs as to where they need to go mm-hmm. or where they have to go because they it wouldn't make sense for them to change the change out the jump points. Right. When they already have these systems laid out. So there's your breadcrumbs. Uh, so bread let, let me let me explain a little bit deeper what Kimmy's saying. <clears throat> He's saying all you got to do is look at where the jump points are in the current systems we have. And they is it, correct me if I'm wrong, Kimmy. They lead to where we may be going next. That's yes. pretty much what you're saying, right? Yes. It would but, not make sense for them to create a system where it wouldn't it would go against the narrative of where the jump point connects those systems. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Good point. Very just good to, point. just to look, put a little buzz out there. Yep. Very very good point. So that means break out your arc maps, folks, and start looking. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that means. I, 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 Study your systems. Study your I, systems. I, 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 All right. After you, I'm gonna do the raffle. After you, fast card. Go ahead. Okay, so I, I've been thinking about this for, for a while. Like you said, the person doesn't have to be good or dirty, or, 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 like, like they're in that field, but it can be dangerous. Like for instance, there is there is a system in Star Citizen that has a black hole, mm-hmm. and we, as as far as that, we don't know where the where the um, jump points are going to be in relation to that black hole. So mm-hmm. maybe you could become trapped as soon as you jumped in, or you may be stuck in some time dilation, like a, like a like a prison system that you can't get out for for. For about 24 hours in in, in, in real time, and and there could be other um, dangers in in, in relation to, to, to that. So I think it, um, it may not be all be cut, cut and dry easy as you expect it to be. There probably will be some challenges. Yeah, there's one other thing too I want to hit on that you just mentioned. Then forgive me for bringing up another subject, but it does have to do with the exploration aspect. Kimmy, you alluded to the fact that people were talking about the landing gear at one time. Another thing that folks talked about was, remember the antenna issue? That there were antennas on the ship, whether they were retractable, whether they weren't. And they talked about right. the fact that those antenna are what help the Carrick navigate uh, when yep. it's trying to set the computers and stuff for navigating through a wormhole. Um, at 2949, last year's Star Citizen, we saw a demonstration of the Carrick going through a, ju- a jump point. And there right. was a bit of navigation. Uh, yeah, about that. yeah, there was a bit of navigation that went through that. Now I'm very curious to what you guys think because uh, I remember Cosmics mentioning this, talking about how going through a wormhole would be a very dangerous thing, and that the first time you go through, there's literally a lot of danger to it until your computer has recorded it and then it knows how to go through the right way. She was trying right. to navigate through, and she was struggling. You could tell there were some times she got really close on the edge while really she was trying to, to go through, yeah. right? Um, but I, I've also distinguish the fact that there are those wormholes that that one had a gate to it what some people would call a stargate in other words it's a defined wormhole that we know that it's there and in cig has talked about those wormholes that will pop up that maybe weren't there last week and we don't know how long they'll be remaining in place and those are the ones definitely where exploration we don't know where the end of it is some of them are mapped out we know as we know now in the arc map we know where certain uh wormholes come out at where certain jump points come out at but those ones that just pop up out of nowhere that brings a whole nother level of exploration and danger, as you mentioned, Fast Cart, because you may go through that bad fella and all of a sudden you're light years someplace else. And then guess what? It's gone when you come back. Uh-huh. So it'll be really like interesting one, to see how they do that. Like that one well, the last guy alluded to uh, the no, story on that. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, go ahead, Fast Cart. I just like that one, uh, I think it was DS, no, TNG episode where the Ferengi got stuck, stuck in the unstable, uh, behind an unstable wormhole. Yeah. That, that stuff like that could possibly happen. Uh, but uh, for something funny, Test Squadron, what most of us are, are, are a member of, we have a, um, 
we, we have a rule, uh, not, that rule is not the right word for it, but it's just something that we want to do when, when the game is released. The first person or first test button to find a wormhole, mm-hmm. just to name it, but that's the other thing about exploration. You, you, can, you, can, you possibly you can name wormhole mm-hmm. that you find them, but if test button is whenever a test button member finds it, it, it all the matters would be called, be called Lando's Hole. <laughs> okay. All right, so we're going to do the giveaway. So about that constellation of Quilla. We're going to do our giveaway I, now. Exclamation okay. Grey Cat with I, an E. I, I, I can't wait to blockade with Lando's Hole. I don't know about the record. <laughs> All right, we're going to roll. Here we go. Count five, four, three, two, and one. And our winner is... <gasps> Dirk ah, C. Dirk. Dirk the man. Dirk C. Congrats, 07 Dirk. Dirks. Congrats on the gray cat. Dirk, drop me a message in uh, the direct messaging. Send me your email that is associated to your Star Citizen account, and we will get that gray cat out to you, my friend. Give it a go with Microtech, Dirk. Yeah, congratulations, buddy. Congratulations. Congrats. Um, anyway, we're going to wrap it up. Uh, we want to thank again tonight, Shiver. Uh, Bathory Shiver, thank you again so much. All the way from Japan, looking good. Bright day behind him. He says it's hot in Japan, you guys. So for those oh, yeah. of us in the U.S. who hate him right now, he's actually it says it's warm there. But thank you again. To give our peace and love to all the people at Relay. Uh, we know they've been supporting us. Tell them we say thank you so much for lending you to us tonight. We appreciate. It. <laughs> we do appreciate. It. Well, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Mm-hmm. It's nice and meeting you, Shiv. Again, Shiver, tell everybody where they can find you. I love you, you Kenny. Yes, he does. Uh, oh God. These two guys have been looking forward to getting together so much because they're into the same thought patterns when it comes to Star Citizen. So The whole pre-show, I wish we could have recorded that because they were just going back and forth. Yeah, I know. We didn't have nothing to say. That's because they were both dressed up. Shiver, tell everybody one more time where they can find you. Uh, you can find me over on twitch.tv slash shiver underscore Bathory. We do VTM game, which is fun. Uh, I also do uh, Metal Joe, which I don't think anyone would be interested in over on the base.sc, which is Friday in normal people's time, and Relay.sc. Awesome, awesome. It's going to be an honor uh, crewing up with you, Shiv. <laughs> where can we find you, Kimmy? As soon as I can get space for my hotas. <laughs> <laughs> Kimmy, where can they find you on Twitch? Where can they find you, buddy? Oh, wow. On Twitch, uh, Kimmy65WDPFool, um, hashtag, of course. Uh, I'm there, man. You're going to get uh, notifications when I go live. Uh, come on, hang out. Let's talk. Uh, let's game craft theory and let's play. Let's have fun. Thanks. Fast Cart, how about you? Where can people find you? Before I forget, um, Lady Faith told after you <laughs> said, said, said that you like the $600 behind me. That's the. Um, oh, the, yeah, the, the, the executive yeah, edition. Yeah, we talked about that. With money to that, that's the 20. 20 that's when your Legatus pack to get that one. Legatus 27,000? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, she said, so she said she liked that. I like it too. It's it, it one of the, the few black. Like, if, if the 600i came in that in that format, I would be all. That doesn't sound like. I would want it. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and she asked what, what I hope would, would, be, would be included in the 600i Explorer Repolish. Um, oh. Maybe. I don't know, really, but um, 
Well, I have to see, but I'm looking forward to it. But people can find me at Fast Underscore Part on Twitter.com. I'm on here. Sometimes relay, sometimes tapping table. Um, sometimes on the VTM with sure. I'm all over the all the most. Get Miss Hart show. Yeah, Miss Hart show. show. Thank mm-hmm. you. Too yes. many things. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. And I'm Griffin Gaming RPG, um, one of the hosts of the show. And um, guess what? I'm going to start streaming again. Kimmy helped me out last week with getting my new rig going. So hopefully this week I'll be back out streaming. So follow these guys on Twitch. They're all a great bunch of people. And yes, Fast Cart, you always have one more thing. What is it, Fast Cart? No, sorry. <laughs> I, just th- I just want to say thank you for, for coming on. He's one of my longest friends. We've been, I, like, probably 2015 when we started. So it's been a pilot for years. So I've known him for quite a while. Thank you for coming on. Also, Timber. We started flirting on INN. Step into my office. <laughs> He's got the picture. Here we you. go again. There we go. <laughs> all right. Well, again, thank you all for hanging out with us tonight. Uh, Kimmy, Dirk is wondering if you're going to stream tonight. I don't know if he's telling me yes oh, or no. Yeah, he's got a long day. Oh, yeah, day. I see that. Hey, Dirk. I don't know. I got a, I got a 4 a.m. Uh, He's got to work. Mint. Yeah. <laughs> Not tonight. I, oh. <laughs> But Dirk, we appreciate you coming. Dirk, don't forget to send me the message if you haven't. I see you did already, so cool. I'll make sure I get that out to you. And thank you all for hanging out with us tonight. We really appreciate you guys. Be safe, stay safe, and we will see you guys next week. Our show next week is titled Show Me the Money. So, yeah, if you're into that money thing with Star Citizen, uh, yeah, we won't have any, but we'll talk about it. Okay? Anyway, let's see who we can, uh, who can we raid tonight? Let's see who we've got. Oh, and before that, one more thing about the country. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it, Fasta. I was going to say that. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. All right. We're going to go. Yeah, send, have yeah we're going to go send everybody over to <laughs> Captain Burks. You guys stop in. Tell Captain Burks hello from all of us. And again, we appreciate you guys hanging out with us tonight. Uh, and take care of yourselves. And hopefully we'll see you next week. Peace, love, and soul.